Hey, good evening, Top Fan Rivalry followers, or good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. I got two of my favorites back in the clubhouse. We're going to talk some Padres baseball today. So I got Nick back in the clubhouse and Jen back in the clubhouse. How are you two doing? Amazing. How are you, Bill? Doing great. Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's always fun to be on. I love mm-hmm. having you guys. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, and I before we get started, top end rivalry followers, if you're driving, please don't do this right now when you're driving. If not, as you are uh, at your desk, go to topendrivalry.com. On the homepage, click on to watch party uh, events. There are a number of them in Southern California, including down in San Diego. We're going to do one when the Dodgers and Padres are playing each other. Uh, so we're, uh, the location is to be determined, but there's some things that top fan rivalry is going to do for that. So you're going to want to take a look at that. You're also going to want to get locker room access because it's going to give you some discounts to the, to the party. So, you know, reach out to us if you need a discount code, but enough of the commercial, let's talk how awesome the dot Padres are going to be this season. Sorry. It just flips out. Flips (laughs) out. Nick's got his Padres hats in the background. You guys can see this. Jen's wearing a, a Slam Diego sweatshirt, which uh, don't get me started. But anyways, <laughs> let's start with you, Jen. Talk to me. Yes. When did your love of the Padres really start? Um, I mean, it started obviously when I was younger, but I think it kicked off like even more when Tatis came to the team. Um, but I mean, like I said, since I was younger, I've always been a Padres fan, but the second Tatis came to the team and that first season he was with us, it was like, the excitement was like unreal. (laughs) He, he makes it giddy up, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time I hear that name as a Dodger fan, we get PTSD because his daddy hit two grand Mm -hmm. slams in one inning against us. Yes. And every time the MLB does epic innings, Nick, I swear to you, they always throw that one in there. And I have the to only fast person forward. to ever do it. They have I'm to like, fast. I know where this is going. I have to fast forward. <laughs> it's, oof. and I was watching that game live. I remember the night that it happened. And I just kept thinking to myself, oh my gosh, is this guy going to hit another grand slam? And he did. <laughs> thinking, oh, this, it's like nine runs in one inning. From the same pitcher. Brutal. Nick, when did your love for the Padres start? Uh, I definitely was born into it. Uh, Was really, really young when my family was in San Diego. and Both my parents lived in San Diego. So there's pictures of me running the bases at Qualcomm when I was barely able to walk. There's a picture of me somewhere out there as Ken Caminetti for Halloween one year. So, and... I got to watch Tony Gwynn and I remember being five years old watching the 98 world series and crying yes. because they got swept by the Yankees. <laughs> oh, but, that was so bad. <laughs> oh, it, it was rough. Five-year-old Nick was not very happy for a few days. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, kind of similar to Jen, uh, the Padres definitely had a dark age uh, after 98. Yeah. They had a couple good seasons following that, but then they kind of fell apart. And mm-hmm. bringing back Tatis, I was able to watch him in spring training when he was 19. I saw him hit a home mm-hmm. run there. And 
I got to be there for opening day when he got his first hit off Madison Bumgarner and the whole stadium was just electric. That was an amazing experience. It felt like a playoff game against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a hey. party. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Every kind of, time. Remind <laughs> me again, how many World Series? Never mind. Um, I have a quick question for you, Bill. Bill. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> how many years did it take the Dodgers to win their first? Uh, 1955 <laughs> was their first. <laughs> And when did yeah. they open? Um, eighteen eighty nine, I believe. Yeah, the Padres haven't even existed that long. <laughs> so, so just wait; it'll happen in the so next. We, we got years. time. We got time. Yeah, we have so much time. Nick's playing the odds, but you know, I, I, it's hard for me to say this because my generation, like growing up when we were impressionable, you had guys like Nolan Ryan and Tom Seaver at the end of his career and things like that. You didn't bat flip you didn't do all this flare stuff that you see now because no one would throw your head you wouldn't even worry about it and Mm-mm. but i actually kind of like that change i like the flare don't get me wrong the carlos gomez stuff yeah not not so much but the way that tatis does it i actually kind of giddy up on that i don't like it when it's against the dodgers but i love it when he does it overall because mm-hmm. it's yeah. fun i mean you bring flair to the game and most of the people that are from the DR or the PR, that's how they play the game. They play it with flair and they play it with flash and swagger. Yeah, swagger. That's a that's great way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. Baseball so is like, yeah, baseball's the last major sport to really let that happen. I mean, you can watch the NFL, yeah. NBA, even hockey. Somebody scores, somebody does something great, touchdown, and they're all celebrating. But baseball, a guy would hit a home right. run and just put his head down and run the bases. Yeah. So I'm really glad to see the swagger kind of take over in baseball. Yeah, yes. it's like their way of being sassy and like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I will tell you I was at a hockey game, Nick, one time, a Kings game, where one of the Kings defensemen, well, actually he wasn't a defenseman, he was offenseman, but he wasn't <clears throat> very good at that side. He actually shot a goal, and right in front of the goalie, he jumped down and started doing push-ups in front of him. <laughs> the next time oh, ice, respect. let's just say he got into a fight yeah. it wasn't awesome of course it was, it was giddy up I, as soon as i saw him <laughs> this guy's got a set on him to be able to do this this is not yeah. gonna end up well <laughs> yeah, that's no. hockey's unwritten rule you don't mess with the goalie exactly uh-huh. all right so, <laughs> so let's transition into this year because i'm I'm actually very excited about your Padres team this year. I think it's good when there's there's team out there that are good competition. And obviously the Padres spent, you know, a couple billion dollars this offseason. Um, the Dodgers didn't spend much, but Dodgers and Padres are going to have some fun this year. So let's talk about this year. Nick, what do you think your chances are of winning it all this year? If you were going to give, let's say, a percentage, what do you think it is? Uh, percent that's not fair i'm gonna say one in 30 just to be safe because at the start of the season it's always fresh but <laughs> i will say <laughs> as a padre fan this is the best shot they have uh since they opened they have tatis coming back soto machado Xander bogarts they have a big four this is probably the best lineup padre fans have ever seen on the field so this mm-hmm. is the, going to be their best chance since they opened in 69. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jen, what do you think? Um, I definitely agree with Nick. I think that 
kind of like what we talked about before is like, you know, you shape up or ship out and we have all these people that we're going to like gel together. Like before it was, we were expecting to have Tatis this last season and then everything that happened and, you know, it was supposed to be Tatis, Manny and Soto and like that didn't happen. So it's kind of like we're getting like a whole new team because we're throwing Tatis back into the mix. So I think, I think we have a good chance of, you know, going big. Um, But there's always that like fear, you know, because there are certain players that might not be with us next year, you know? So I think we have a good, I think we have a pretty good chance. Um, So I'm going to say positive. (laughs) I, I like both of those comments and Nick, Particularly, I like what you said at one in 30. What I should have said was there's two seasons, right? There's the, as you can see, you know, the Dodgers are world champions of the regular season, but we blew it last year in the postseason. And I won't mention which team knocked us out. Well, that's okay. I think Jen and I can both remind you. I'm sure you can. Um, Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, but the postseason is just when whoever gets hot, right? And so, absolutely. But I, I agree with both of you. You guys have a great shot this year, and and I I hate to say this this way, but this may be your best shot mm-hmm. because if not, there's rumors about Machado opting out and Soto maybe yeah. not resigning and. So there's a lot of moving parts and I hate baseball rumors. So we won't even talk about those, but yeah. I just, I think this is your best shot. It's going to be exciting to watch. So mm-hmm. next question is to you, Jen, who are your strongest players? Who are your strongest or who are your biggest liabilities? Um, I think our strongest players obviously is my favorite, Miami Machado, your favorite too. Mm-hmm. Um, But you know, I think we – I can't say, like, specifically who is the strongest player on the team because we have, like, so many players that can be strong players and have showed up at times where we need them. Um, but it's – so to answer that question, I, I personally think the whole team is a strong unit. Um, and, you know, we're a team. So there's I don't think there's just one person. But as far as, like – liabilities I mean that's tough too because you know Tatis was injured for a little bit and then you know the whole situation happened and like we're kind of like biting our nails like on the edge of our seat like what's going to happen next you hope that something doesn't happen um you know him going crazy even though we love the way he plays and slides into second and third and home you know, we don't want him to injure himself again. Um, but, you know, there's also Hassan Kim. Uh, when he slides into home, you're, you, like, get nervous that he's going to, like, hurt himself because he's such a great player. But sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, you just belly flopped into home. <laughs> I, like, I uploaded a picture on my story, and it was someone was like, oh, Hassan's one of my favorite players. And the way this guy, like, dives – I can't help but like laugh because he's just throwing his whole body out there. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I think 
our strongest players, it's our entire team because we show up when we need to. Um, and, you know, as far as the liabilities, it would be, I hate to say it. Um, Tatis. <laughs> um, That's fair. You know. That's fair. He kind of yeah. like put a hole in some of our hearts. So he has to like show up and prove to us, you know. That's that's a great way to look at it. I and I actually agree with that very much so. Cause I I think that if Tatis doesn't show up, and this is just Dr. My Bill here, if he doesn't show up, um with all the money that's been tossed around by different teams, you'll see him get moved at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. And especially if he does anything stupid like get suspended again or gets into yeah. a fight or something dumb. I think the Padres will try to move him um, for prospects and yeah, may not be a bad thing, maybe a good thing. So um, Nick, same question. Uh, strongest players, biggest liabilities. Well, I, I talked about earlier how we have the big four and honestly, all these players are all phenomenal and they also bring other qualities that each of them carry. Manny is the captain. He's the leader in that clubhouse and in that dugout. He's the guy that the players are going to rally behind and get behind. Uh, Soto, he was just ranked as the most likely to win an MVP. He has the highest odds. Mm -hmm. And Soto and Tatis were projected to be number one and two in the WRC stat column. And then just tonight, while we're recording, MLB's doing their ranking of shortstops, and Xander Bogart's got third. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, similar to Jen said, we have a really strong team. We have great players but also they all bring those qualities off the field that should make this team mesh and blend and just be awesome together. Uh, for biggest liabilities, I would honestly say uh, pitching. Right now the Padres have <laughs> Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. And then after that, they picked up Lugo. But number five right now, it's it's up for grabs, honestly, between a few guys, Morahone, Martinez, Mm -hmm. and for a competitive team usually your rotation is set you know exactly who's throwing every single night so i'm i'm concerned i think ruben niebla the padres pitching coach i think he's a wizard who can just find quality in just the most random players so mm -hmm. i'm hoping he can work his magic again and find some magic in some of the padres younger arms but as of right now I would say the fifth spot in the rotation is a question mark. And for a team that wants to compete for a world series this year, a question mark is not sufficient. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that uh, Nick, because I would have said your biggest liabilities are pitching as well. Um, because mm -hmm. right now everything's on the back of Musgrove and Snell. And mm -hmm. if either one of them gets hurt um, or if, you know, Musgrove puts too much icy hot on his ears or whatever he put on there. <laughs> I will not cannot. listen to this Musgrove slander. I yeah. cannot. I sound like a salty Mets fan. <laughs> the, uh, but no, I, you know, just like any team, right? Any team that's going to be competitive, you don't want <laughs> that to see them get hurt. Their pitchers get hurt. Mm -hmm. And like I've, I, you know, and I, I've said this on a bunch of lives. Nick, you've been on some of the lives that I've said this. Any team that my team plays, I want them to be as healthy as possible. I don't want to beat the team that's got five guys on the IL that are that are dominant. I want to beat the team or play the team that's at their best. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Leave no doubt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then, Nick, back to you. Who's your standout? Who do you think is going to be the standout player? If you had one standout player this season, who is that one standout player? Um, my first idea was Tatis, but Jen pretty much covered that with this is his year to prove <laughs> himself to the team. Mm -hmm. So to put some variety in it, I'm going to say Juan Soto. Uh, Juan Soto, we sold the farm for him. And I will say he had a very average second half and postseason. And that's nothing bad, but this is Juan Soto. He is not an average baseball player. He is a superstar, and they're expecting him to be the first $500 million contract in baseball. For what we got in the second half, that isn't sufficient. That's not enough. So I'm not doubting him. I think he's still an amazing player. I think he's one of the best. But as a Padre fan, I'm really hoping to see that with him on a Padres jersey. I like that. Jim, what do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely agree with what Nick is saying, too. Because, you know, you also have to look into the future. If there's ever that chance where we don't have Machado anymore, um, is Soto going to be that person that fills that spot? And I feel like this would be his opportunity to also prove to us that he can, you know, carry that over. You know what I mean? Um, he showed up in some times that we needed him, um, but he also wasn't there when we needed him. And we don't know if it's because, like, Tatis wasn't there because they're buddies. And you don't know if that was, like, the reason why he wasn't, like, going, like, full send all the time. Um, but I definitely agree with what Nick said. You know, this is Soto's chance to, you know, show us everything that he has. See, both yeah, of I, would, I wouldn't even say prove himself because we've all seen the highlights of who yeah. he is. This is just his chance to show up. Yeah. yeah. You guys both bring up good points, too. And I, I mean, batting 220 is not $500 million worth of a contract. Yeah, but you'll see that batting average go up twenty or thirty points because of the shift mm -hmm. rule. Yeah, so oh, yeah. absolutely, that's going to benefit Juan Soto, like in spades. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to benefit Juan Soto, Joey Gallo, uh, Cody Bellinger, guys like that that just have forgotten how to hit opposite field. Yeah, um, I'm going to swallow really hard when I say this, Jen. I might need a <laughs> oh, hug no. after this, uh -oh. but. Um, I think oh, your strongest <laughs> player or your standout player this season is going to be Manny Machado. Yeah. Um, he has enough experience. And the crazy thing about that dude is even a Juan Soto is this is his year type thing. And I agree mm -hmm. with what you guys are saying. When Manny Machado comes up to the plate, he can be dangerous at any point. Even if he's yeah. gone over mm -hmm. 17 in his last 17 at bats, he can mm -hmm. hit the five run home run for you. Like yeah. he can do a lot of things. I'm, I know I'm being facetious on the five run home run, but he can do a lot of things. And just the way that he comes up, even when he's struggling, the way that he comes up with the swag and comes up to the plate and the way he swings his bat, it's dangerous. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I, no, I agree too. That hurts <laughs> me to say that, Jen. I need a hug, but you know, it is what I it know. is. It's okay. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Manny Machado is one of those guys where if you're at the game, like every now and then you can check your phone while somebody's batting, but Manny Machado, all eyes are up. Everybody's always watching him because like you said, at any moment, whether he's slumping or he's on fire, at any moment, he can always do something big, whether he's hitting or if he's on the field. Yep. Yep. And is a highlight reel. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I'll, I'll just say he was robbed of the gold glove last year. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, Nick, do you, you know, in all fairness, do you think that Freddie Freeman might have been robbed of the MVP? I think so. I think that's that could be possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and then do honestly, I think I think all of the MVP awards and the Gold Glove, Silver Sluggers, Silver Sluggers. Sorry, I think it's all political. It's all baseball players and baseball writers patting each other on the back. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. Okay, so now here's your final question. Okay. And I'm interested to see this. So last night I was talking with somebody about some of the watch parties and they said, who's San Diego's real rival? And I said, you know, when, when the MLB came up with the whole interleague thing and you had your crosstown rivals you had angels dodgers you had yankees mets and you had you know st louis and kansas city and all these things and i said the padres were stuck with mariners which wasn't awesome so here's my question are the dodgers and padres currently rivals what do you think jen (laughs) of course i'm gonna ask this question um I mean, I feel like that whole like Padres, Dodgers or rivals situation, it's kind of like the same thing with like the Chargers and the Raiders, you know, no matter where the Raiders go, there's the Chargers and the Raiders are always going to have this like rivalry with each other. And like, we don't know why, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think it's like, I mean, I feel like they are going to be rivals forever because it's just like one of those situations, Um, you know, because there are some players that were on the Dodgers that went to the Padres and like vice versa. So it's just always going to be that little like younger brother, older brother type of rivalry with each other. Um, No matter where one of the teams goes, if it's a different city or town, um, I just feel like there's always going to be that unspoken rivalry there <laughs> okay what do you think nick i it's always really frustrating watching people on social media <laughs> argue about this but to me <laughs> i think it's i think it's clear that the padres and dodgers are rivals the pot dodger fans can they they can say all they want about it not being a rivalry but mm-hmm. we are the closest to each other in the division both geographically mm-hmm. and also in the standings mm-hmm. We're going to be number one and number two this year. And we are right next to each other. Arizona, Colorado, San Francisco. They're all so far away. Mm -hmm. And just the Padres never have really had a rivalry with anybody in the NL West, really. Mm -hmm. Except for the Dodgers. And yeah, the Padres had a really long stretch of being bad. So it was easy to beat up on them. Mm -hmm. But Yankees Red Sox had the same thing. Exactly. A, quite a few years where the Yankees <laughs> beat up on the Red Sox, but it's still a rivalry. 
And you could have asked Yankee fans and it said, no, it's not. We always win. Mm -hmm. But to the Red Sox fans, die hard. They will never like the Yankees. And I think that Padre fans are the same way. They were the little brother and they always watched the Dodgers come into town, always take over (laughs) the stadium and always beat up on the Padres. So I think Padre fans will always say the Dodgers. And to me, as, as a Padre fan, this might upset all the Dodger fans, but to me, that's the part that matters. I'm a Padre mm-hmm. fan, and if Padre fans all agree it's the Dodgers, to me it's the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, the Dodgers-Giants is always going to be a rivalry going back to New York. Um, yeah. Oh, I yeah, think, absolutely. Do I think the Giants are going to make a splash this year? No. Do I think the Dodger fans are really looking over their shoulders <laughs> and saying, hey, our rivalry really is down south this year? Yeah. I mean, you know when Icy Hot comes in to pitch – um, down at, at Chavez Ravine, he gets all excited about it, right? You, know? you mean Chavez Latrine? Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. I'm going to have to make some friendly oh wages with both of you. This is going to be fun. <laughs> but yeah, no. yeah absolutely. teams can have multiple rivals and it could be for yeah. history and it can be for competition in the standings. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't yep. think that a team has to have one rival. They can have mm-hmm. multiple rivals. And yeah. Dodgers Giants absolutely <laughs> is a classic rivalry, just like Yankees Red Sox. Yeah. But I think in baseball right now, for the last few years, it's been Dodgers Padres. Oh, trust me. Yeah, Dodgers agree. Dodgers are excited about seeing the Padres this year. They're excited about the rivalry because of what happened last season. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm excited about it. And I yeah, I'm super duper excited about seeing how it plays out because you guys got a good club and it's it's good for baseball when clubs are good it's good for baseball when clubs have winning you know winning teams and can can do things you guys have arguably one of the best hitters ever to play the game as you know in tony gwynn a lifelong Mm -hmm. padre mr padre right Mm -hmm. so it's phenomenal that's those are good things to have and so i'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. I'm excited to get down to Petco and see some games with both of you at some Heck point yeah. and be able to, you know, talk. <laughs> I've already uh, got my spring training trash. tickets, man. Ooh, I'm woo. going to spring training. I am going to spring training. So are you the one of you going to spring training? Jen, I know you're super um, busy, so you're probably not going to be able to go. Right? No, I'm going to some game. Are you in spring training? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And guess what? My um, Theo is going to come, too. Really? Mm-hmm. When are you going out for spring training? Um, I will let you know the dates. Okay. I don't have them up right now. So I will be yeah. there March 22nd through 25th. Heck, Ooh. yeah. I'm going the beginning of March. You're going to be in March? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got to do lives when you guys are at the games. Okay. All righty. Awesome. Well, Top Fan Rivalry followers, Nick and Jen are phenomenal people. Um, Nick's been on a couple of times with us. Jen was on last week or the week before, and she's phenomenal. And what I love about them is they have a healthy love for their their team, but they also have a healthy love for the sport. And so I appreciate baseball purists that can have a healthy love for the sport, regardless of, you know, they can accept if their team's winning or losing, which is great. So we always Jen, do. Thank you so much for being on. You're fantastic. I heard thank that. You. Nick, I, Nick, thank you for being on as well. Um, 
Please don't make me wear a Slam Diego shirt, uh, sweatshirt ever. Uh, oh, I've oh got gosh, a couple waiting for you. Oh, yes, especially if we see you out and yeah. about. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. I've got that. plenty of hats. There, there, there you go, but you I'll don't have, have this cool one. <laughs> oh, I know you love the City Connect one, Bill, so I'll let you wear Oh, my it. gosh. I'll have I... on the Chavo <laughs> shirt for you. Yeah. <laughs> this... <laughs> <laughs> I see wagers <laughs> coming on here soon. Next thing you know, top fan rivalry, I'm going to be in, in Padre gear. And it's because I've lost a bet somehow or another. But yes. anyways, <laughs> you two are phenomenal. Top fan rivalry followers, don't forget to go to topfanrivalry.com. Click on watch party. Let us know which ones you want to be at. Make sure you're in the locker room um, so that you can see uh, and get discounts for these watch parties and do all kinds of fun stuff. So both of you, I appreciate you guys both being on. And let's do this again soon, okay? Yes. Absolutely. Awesome.